0: you know what that is
1: is that a uh, fake Booker T song
0: oh yeah Harlem Heat <laughs> whoa you know what you're talking about
1: that sounds more like yeah.
0: Oh, I think, you know what I think I was doing? I might have been doing the Soul Train music when Shamar Moore was the host.
1: It almost sounded like you were doing um a fucking um Dr. Dre beat. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. Whose beat was that? The Snoop joint. Lalo? The joint on Doggy Style. I don't know. That's funny, though. I knew it was Harlem Heat. Yay, kudos to me. Hey, man, what's going on, bruh? Cooling, man, you know what I'm saying? Had to wash New York up off me. But everything is sweet, though, man. Yeah, see, I was right. It is the
0: Soul Train joint.
1: It's Shamar Moore's era?
0: Yeah. I told you, bro. I grew up on Soul Train, bruh.
1: That nigga was a menace to society on that show.
0: He's one of the realest to ever do it. So see, I grew up watching the show. So for him to go viral for his dance moves last year, I thought that was just how brothers moved back then. I didn't know he was one of one.
1: Nah, he was a menace to society. He was like a threat. (laughs) He needed to be stopped. No, he did it. Yes, he did. He was dangerous. He
0: was representing the art of hip hop.
1: He was dangerous on that show.
0: Nah, man, he was necessary.
1: I feel like every every nigga should aspire to be Shamar Moore. How, yeah. he, how he was moving on on that show.
0: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. If you grew up watching that show, I think you have a different appreciation of life and hitting the dance floor and dealing with the honeys with Style and Grace.
1: Yeah, he was only with the honeys in every every like clip. Like there was like a it's
0: supposed to be about, you know, he's at the function. You're not supposed to be surrounded by the fellas.
1: It was like a medley of different days that he was like you know what i mean dancing and he was always just surrounded by girls doing the wildest dance moves having the most fun it was very inspiring
0: yeah man he's a role model shout out shamar Moore, man
1: and his, he had different fits and shit on too of like course, come on man different come like on. types of fits and shit it was crazy
0: come on man but it break down your new york trip was you guys were you and Jarvy getting your boogie on like shamar Moore? i heard he was the inspiration of y'all movement this weekend
1: yeah man we was uh definitely getting our boogie on out in the brooklyn parks you know what i'm saying shout out fort green uh my weekend was dope man like <clears throat> i miss new york already like i can't wait to go back like brooklyn just a dope city dope people so much individuality and creativity and you know what i mean just so much fun black fun you know what i mean the weather was nice you know what i mean the honeys is out that's what you're looking for which is most likely what somebody's looking for and it was just a good time you know what i'm saying uh we met we even made some friends in a uh, style. like there was a bar that we were at and they was like chilling on the stoop you know like a n- nice like black function and we just walked up on them and introduced ourselves and you know what i'm saying made ourselves at home and ate and drank and took pictures and you know, what I mean, made some new connections and all that. So it was a it was a dope, dope, dope weekend. It was really, really, really fun.
0: Good. Well, I'm glad you stayed safe and everything was what went well, because, you know, unfortunately, we got to start once again with some sad news. You know, little TJ, unfortunately, he got shot in an attempted robbery in Edgewater, New Jersey. Another person, Antoine uh, Boyd, got shot in the back, but he's expected to survive. It's unfortunate. It seems like it wasn't random and people were watching him and tried to set him up. So far, one guy, Mohammed Konate, has been arrested for attempted murder, armed robbery, and weapons offenses. So hopefully those brothers pull through.
1: Yeah, I think that they said Little T.J. had a successful surgery. Yeah. So that was good to hear and good to know.
0: Yeah, man. So, you know, and the more sad news, Tony Saragusa, if you grew up watching football in the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, Big Goose, man, was a defensive tackle for the Ravens when they won the Super Bowl in 2000. He also was a broadcaster for Fox. He passed away today at 55. So.
1: Damn, that's,
0: that's crazy. so unfortunate. You didn't know about that?
1: No, nah, I didn't know. I'm seeing it right now. Damn, that's crazy, it's Tony Saragusa.
0: Yep, and also another sad moment in Ravens' history today. Um a player passed away, Jalen Ferguson. He was only 26. No one really knows why he passed, but he was one of the Ravens' best pass rushers, and you know. Sad to think about sports to try to, you know, describe who these people were because they were more than that. But it's just we knew them through sports. So it's unfortunate for someone to lose their life that young, too. So it's a sad day in Ravensland. man.
1: Yeah, I saw I I saw the Jalen Ferguson. And didn't some another basketball player pass away who played for the Trailblazers
0: today? Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't see that or
1: just kidding. yesterday i think a basketball player passed away too mm. i forgot his name it's um caleb swanigan oh yeah 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 he used to play at purdue yeah he was only 25 yeah this is very yeah unfortunate and weird and
0: you know last year he was going through hard times people were taking video clips of him like they do with the west and yeah Fortunately, Caleb Swine again passed away. Yeah, man, it's it's sad out here, man. It's fucked up, and that's why I think different people that are you know trying to create new vibes, they're trying to bring positivity, happiness, and joy because life is depressing right now. So you know we've gotten a new album from Drake, surprise album. Honestly, never mind, and. Last week, we were talking about it when I said, hey, man, looks like it's going to be a dance album, whoop-de-whoop, and you said he was hurrying up because he wanted to get out the way for Beyonce. And I was like, nah, nah, I think he's trying to step on Lil Baby's single. You did. Nah,
1: nah, what I thought was, I actually, because I didn't know how long, how late Beyonce was coming out. I thought he was trying to, like, get in the way a little bit. I didn't know her joint was July 29th. So I thought he was like... Oh, Beyonce, you think you can just, like, pop up on us? Like, I'm about to pop up even better. You know how, like, NBA Youngboy does everything better? (laughs) I thought he was basically doing that.
0: Yeah, well, I understand why he popped out first. We'll talk about Beyonce's single next, but Drake putting out a dance album. You know, we talked about it on the podcast that he read up with his label, Universal, Universal news came out that him and the weekend both signed new contracts with their label worth at least 400 million supposedly the drake deal might be worth up to 600 million so when you get a new contract like that you just got to pump out content and 9 months ago he put out certified lover boy he came back with a quick album i like the album i'll go first if you don't mind um you know growing up in the 90s I didn't mind dance music. I liked the music, the rhythm, the beats. The singers were always great.
1: Drake,
0: <laughs> yeah, Drake ain't known as the best singer, but he does his thing. And, you know, shout out technology, the auto-tuning. Shout out uh, his engineers, Noel Kadastro and 40. They got him sounding clean. I like this album a lot. If you know me, you guys know that I was hating on Drake for a long time. I was one of his... Biggest and greatest haters. You could say I was his Skip Bayless. He didn't know who I was, but in my trenches, I was disrespectful. Jamal, my line.
1: You're not lying. I don't remember you being that disrespectful.
0: I used to go on him a lot, but it eased throughout the years because he kept impressing me. Started with Take Care. I started to ease my hate. Then nothing was the same. And then he became, you know, my favorite artist you know, number one collaborator. So I just had to, you know, get in line. But this is the first Drake album I've ever purchased. Wow. I bought this album.
1: What are you, what are you trying to do? You just like want to, you want to sound cool or something?
0: Nah, I just like the album. That's how much I like it, that I bought it. You know, I only buy music. I don't stream music. And you really like it that much? Music, huh? You actually
1: like this that much?
0: Yeah, it got the Dan seal of approval. You know, he made a dance album, and you can't spell dance without Dan. So, I mean, what do you want me to do?
1: I've, I've never the album is you. Jiggy, bro. I never heard you like any kind of house music this much. Before. It's good. Let me I understand, you. like any even even like the mainstream like hypebeast artists like K Tronada. You don't even like. Talk I like
0: K Tronada. I bought his EP with Buddy from a couple years ago, and I listened to his um, EP with idk earlier this year it was good i like him now with his solo material i don't listen to it as much but i like when he does projects with rappers
1: do you Even know about you know the carnage elliott? you said who stro elliott who is that i'm just wondering he's a, mm. a like a producer yeah i'm not a sharp to
0: him. He's but uh, dj carnage now known as gordo He produced on six of the fourteen tracks. He did an EP with Young Thug a couple years ago called Young Martha. It was a pretty good EP. I like how Carnage is now changing his wave to, you know, try to branch into a different style because he's always done house EDM. I didn't even know until doing research for this combo that he's from Maryland, Walkersville, Maryland, some cut somewhere. He's originally his family's from Guatemala, you know, so he came to the u s as a kid, grew up in Maryland, and that's how he got into dance music, house music, electronic music. So it's cool that you know a lot of people that aren't educated, they assume hey down dance music, house music, this techno music that's for white people, not nah, it's black people. Do your research, guys.
1: Or just listen to the song, the singers of the 90s, those black ladies always singing on the songs.
0: They they don't know. They think, hey, there's just some black people trying to do something popular for whites. They don't know that that's a black art form.
1: Yeah, they don't know it's from Chicago.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they don't know that. They don't know that house is from Chicago and Techno's from Detroit and all the different producers and disco. Basically, the root of all of this was also what? Basically, a black art form.
1: Wasn't the black? Isn't the black lady the queen of disco? What's her name?
0: Yeah, Donna Summer. Yeah, yeah, and you know, shout out to Drake too because he tapped into the African homies to help him out. Black Coffee is one of the executive producers of the project. If you don't know who he is, he's a great producer DJ from South Africa. He actually won the Grammy uh, this year for Best Dance Slash Electric Album. So he's executive producing on this. Um, Black Coffee's son, Isona Tilo, he produced on "Tex Go Green. And I think he might've helped write some of those lyrics because Drake was saying, you're dealing with me rough. You're dealing with me rough. That's something Africans say. So I was like, hey, might've had an African homie writing for him, but that's dope. Um, He also had this Congolese artist that's Dope Trezor. He's a singer, songwriter, producer. He worked on four or like six tracks on the album. He's on background vocals, additional vocals. He helped write on stuff. So hey, Drake tapped in with the Africans. Um, Tua, like I like most of the album. I can play from beginning to end. Um, there's this.
1: Producer Trio. This nigga's pandering, y'all. He's pandering. I mean, I like the album, but he's pandering.
0: There's a German group from, uh, I said a German group. That's yeah, there's a group from it, Germany man. called Kind Music. They got this one, you know, I gotta, I'm got i looking for my Ghanaians at all time. Shout out Andre boydu and me. And shout out Ranfa. They produced on Fall Back and a Keeper. Those are among the highlights of the project. Shout out to uh, 43. For producing downhill for him, by himself, that joint sound like some Michael Jackson shit. I don't know how he did that. That shit's hard. Shout out to Liability. That song's hard and the chopped and screwed effect. Salmon's focus. I even like him talking shit on Sticky. Like the kind of the song I like the least is the outro because it's so different from everything else.
1: So I never heard good. you like house music this much ever in my life.
0: I like house music. I like the music that's why hey, drake because he's a super mega star and like i said he has the um, basically the unlimited budget at the label he can get the best of everybody that's why he could get black coffee to executive produce that's why he could get trezor to help write on six songs that's why he could get gordo slash dj carnage to produce on six songs and of course there's a lot of other producers i didn't mention but hey Sapphire Project. I'm playing it all summer, man. What you got on the album?
1: It was a pretty uh good album. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's a regular house. It definitely has a lot of great songs that I could play at functions. I know the girls are gonna like it. I know the, like at least the hip girls will. And then all the like the stupid fake ratchet hoes, they are gonna like it in the next few weeks. And I think that um, <clears throat> a lot of like, well, people—I don't think house people are gonna care, but. Like the diehard fans they're gonna probably be, be a little annoyed that it was drake that opened a lot of uh like little baby and money bag yo fans to like house but at the end of the day i don't think they're gonna care they're just gonna be happy they, that they get to hear that music more i don't have like a deep dive on it but i definitely heard the album like multiple times and um it's house music like i don't really like like how you kept mentioning the beats and shit. that's kind of all i really hear when it comes to house music and you know, what I mean, it's dance music, so it's not like it's about to be all deep and filled with great lyrics. But the lyrics were good. And it was it's dope. I, I, I respect Drake for making this album. I and mean, it's not that much of a shock to me because I think people forget that he's not like from the United States. He's technically American, but he's not American. So he's, he's already American. He's a Canadian. Exactly. He's he's from I thought you were gonna say, well, Canada's in North America. But, um,
0: it's a different country i've been there before i know it's a different land
1: but yes yeah, he's from an, to me an international city you yeah so I mean? it is oh he's already from an international city um it's filled with people from you know uk african and caribbean. caribbean you know what i mean so they are he's already like on the you know caribbean wave and i'm sure like that's probably why he was able to get on the uk drill so easy so to me, it doesn't come that much of a surprise. He's a, he's from an international city and that has a lot of culture. So, you know what I mean? I just think that's pretty cool that he decided to do this and just make sense. Like he knows house music is very popular now. It's been like that for like the last year and a half, two years amongst like the tastemakers and like the quote unquote hipsters, you know what I'm saying? And especially like in places like Brooklyn and like some of the creative spaces in dc you know if if you're not really if you don't just go to like nightclubs that just play like money back your own little baby and shit and you're at like at a black function you're gonna hear a lot of house and a lot of alternative shit so drake he he, he knows that so you know i mean it's kind of cool to see it finally like i feel like obviously it's like it's back now it reached drake now it's here it's on the the main surface levels not as underground as it has been the last few years so oh yeah i forgot to mention black coffee first
0: produced with uh drake on more life drake's first international project he produced get it together featuring georgia smith which is a great song and if you never heard jaded from scorpion check that out because georgia smith had drake pissed
1: hmm don't South Africa got like a genre of music that's similar to House? I forgot what it's called.
0: Yeah, they got this and piano. That's like their yeah. version. But mm-hmm. on this one, it's not as... It, there is some elements. Like Drake, he had elements of, you know, Jersey House, Baltimore House, Club. traditional house, deep house. There's, you know, so many sub-genres and cuts. Like, there's different representation. Like, even, like I was saying, he had Afro-pop influence on it.
1: Afro house, yeah.
0: Yeah, Congolese homies on it, South, American hom- South African homies on it, a Ghanaian German homie producing on it. So he's getting all different flavors. But I got a shout out to this youngin on Twitter. Her at is Red Sea Shawty. And she said yesterday that house slash dance music is always popular when the recession is big and nasty. And I had to think about it. Hmm. Cause yeah, we know the economy's fucked up. Seven dollars for gases, some places, inflation like a motherfucker. The last
1: uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like a house wasn't that popping in 09, 2010.
0: That's what I'm I kinda was. Remember, that's when Usher was EDM? doing oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, an EDM. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. An
1: EDM bro. house?
0: Huh? Yeah, it's a form of dance music. We're not trying to call it. She said uh house slash dance music yeah that's all goes into dance
1: electronic dance music
0: yeah it's edm yeah
1: and then we have a recession in the mid 2010s too uh
0: it was it was yeah the recession was 2008 it was working towards the recession in
1: 08 you know i'm saying but then we have one in like 14 or some shit too
0: nah that was like the still the after effects of the recession that's when you know occupy wall street and all these different things were coming about because people were saying that they were tired of corporate greed, taking advantage of, you know, the middle class. The middle class was shrinking. But I had to think about it because, you know, the first recession that people remember in the modern era is in the early 1980s. And that is when house music started popping. But in the late 80s, going into the early 90s, when things started to get a little better,
1: People were stunting and having gold chains.
0: Yeah, but House was still rocking in the early 90s. Hell yeah. So that's where the the theory gets a little fishy because in the early 90s, House was rocking and the economy was pretty good.
1: So she didn't provide a correlation? No, no, no. Do you think other artists can't like record or make music as good because everything costs more and House niggas get to just be in the crib making beats all day?
0: I don't know because if you ask Bobby Schmerta, these producers are charging too much. But I want to give Drake props real quick too, because last year's Certified Lover Boy, you could argue that's his worst album. Damn. It is you could argue that because I think I've told you this before. Just look at the two biggest songs. The two biggest songs on the album is Future Gave Him Way Too Sexy, 21 Gave Him Knife Talk he had to depend on his friends to give him his biggest hits on an album. Normally his friends need him to be to make their biggest hits. Like we see with uh, Future, Wait For You, which also features Tim's, you know, Future's first number one as a solo artist. And then his first number one as a feature was Way Too Sexy, which he gave to Drake. So I think that that album and the backlash inspired him to become creative and make his most experimental album, and it worked. And I'm not a Drake fan, but I just did a little ranking of what I think his albums are, his best albums were. If I had to rank it, I would say number seven, Certified Lover Boy, number six, Thank Me Later, number five, Scorpion, number four, Views, number three, the new album honestly never mind number two nothing was the same and number one take care but for real nothing was the same might be number one but yeah i think this album's really good it's going to age well i don't know if um your theory about uh producers being in the house i don't think it has anything to do with that i think drake realized hey i want to have make people have fun i want to do festival music i want to make a dope international album that maybe it'll be received better overseas than it will in America, and that's cool. Similar to like what it was with More Life, but in the past, More Life, I guess he was afraid to call it an album, so he called it a playlist. (laughs) This time, he's speaking with his chest, he's calling this an album. But then also it could just be label semantics that, yeah, we just gave you all this money, technically you can't do a mixtape anymore. Everything you have to do, must be an album or at least an EP, because he said he was going to do a Scary Hours EP soon. So he's going to give people that want his, you know, traditional raps, he's going to give that for y'all. But in the meantime, dance. And you know who else wants us to dance? Queen B.
1: Yeah, that was interesting. Like, I was thinking, like, wow, she's going the house route, too. Did you finally hear the song Break My Soul? I heard like 20 seconds of it. Actually, oh. probably like 10 seconds, but I heard that it was House.
0: Well, it samples the classic hit Show Me Love by Robin S. And it also samples uh, Explode by Big Frida. So Beyonce said that this would be her most ambitious album. And she also wanted people to dance and have fun and stop worrying about the stresses of life. So her first single, Break My Soul, is supposed to be an uplifting anthem. And I think it's a cool song. She sings, she raps, she has great vocals to give you the that 90s power vocal of house songs back then. She sampled a classic hit which will, you know, let the older generation automatically connect to the song. I think it'll work. And I think that Beyonce bringing out a house single a few days after Drake put out his dance album, that will help people accept drake even more because you know you can't criticize beyonce
1: and she's probably thinking rihanna's out of here so let me get in this house uh pop bag before she comes back
0: well you know rihanna's never never coming back she's a billionaire and she's a new mother so she's cool
1: yeah for sure but um
0: how come you didn't care to listen to the song
1: I don't know. I just heard enough enough of it and I just knew already this is gonna (laughs) work. I didn't even need to hear that much. I was like, oh, this is gonna work. House two. I was like thinking, like, wow, watch all these people who are hating on Drake now like this song. And
0: yeah, the women, that's what they're doing.
1: But it's just funny though, there's still a it's a it's like this, them two dropping these songs are gonna like expose like the division of like black consumers in music. Like you're gonna have still have some people that can't get with this and you know you're gonna have a lot that do like and it's just and I'm, i hate that i keep using money back yo and little baby as an examples yeah,
0: but you're treating them like they're the stereotype of southern rap and it's not good
1: they, they're the stereotype of club shit like certain kind of club shit like certain people who are like have like a certain like outlook on life and shit like them and they won't like Drake's shit or What do you Beyonce. think
0: their outlook on life is?
1: Well, I, I won't say outlook, but they're just not that cultured and open-minded. And they don't really know, like, what's going on in the world. They only know about, like, what's going on amongst, like, their...
0: In my projects?
1: Their circle and on Instagram and shit. And, like, oh, you know maybe. what I mean? Like, they really, really care about, like...
0: Do they get their news from Say Cheese?
1: They get their news from, like, Justin Leboy and
0: like oh no he's still around
1: hell yeah and they get the news from the shade room and like like having bottles at rose bar is like really important to them
0: yeah it's like winning the super bowl
1: like it's real important like they they grade (laughs) life based on that they wouldn't be
0: at fort green park with you having fun some of
1: some of them would some of them would yeah some of them
0: that's kind of messed up you used to support Beyonce, man. Now you sometimes
1: know. when you're getting money and shit, anything sounds good.
0: Oh, I thought you was gonna say sometimes when you get money, you don't have time to listen to pop
1: artists. I mean, it's just you know, I heard 10 seconds of it. I'm gonna listen to it tomorrow. <laughs> and um, when I heard it 10 seconds, I was thinking like, dang, she's going to house royal. And to me, you know, people like Beyonce and Drake, they're like late to me. They're not like on the, the ground. They're the
0: two biggest commercial entities in black music. So yeah,
1: they're like not. Nah, they're like late. They're like. They should have did this shit last year, like, because even somebody like me was like kind of late on the house wave, and house has been popping for like the last two years. Amongst, yeah, all but the-
0: you can't say they're late if they're mainstream because the mainstream is always late compared to the underground.
1: Well, then they're the mainstream. They're late.
0: Yeah, but that's I think I don't know but that-, that. But Beyonce just
1: she just did the Lion King shit, so she was on her just, beat shit so she's cool been in africa she's been like yeah she's trying to chase,
0: chase the sound of what's
1: hot not of what's hot but they just yeah that's like what american shit is what i keep talking about like the whole money bag, yo little baby shit like that shit's getting boring <laughs> to everybody so it's definitely getting boring to them they're creative said
0: those so. his names like 80
1: times hey man that shit's getting I boring. like they're gonna
0: pop up on me
1: that shit's getting boring and that's why i listen to people like larry june and shit a lot like did you I, listen
0: to you little baby's new single you dig
1: no i didn't hear it yet. oh
0: man oh yeah you were in new york having fun shaking your tail feathers so
1: yeah like and me and jarvis we was just talking about that like a lot of this shit is kind of boring and like it's okay to like be stuck in your own bubble these days like you don't have to rush to listen to stuff just because like everyone else is and a lot of it sucks but i want to hear this because doesn't it have v's and four two on it
0: yeah
1: yeah so i'm actually excited about that
0: yeah that song is okay
1: yeah see rap is i don't know what's happening to it. it's weird
0: (laughs) i mean it's an ass song because you know they just remade a classic mixtape song by Jeezy. that's it so it's like all right i already get the premise of the song little baby you're gonna say you dig a lot you know
1: and what song did they remix by Jeezy? You dig? It's from Can't
0: Ban the Smoke. You man.
1: dig some? Yeah. Something. I never really liked that song that much.
0: Yeah. See, so <laughs> that's not even
1: one of the good Jeezy songs.
0: Yeah. It was a cool pop. It was a cool B side track on a mixtape, on a classic mixtape. But yeah, so I mean, hey, it's one of the last verses we're gonna hear for a while from a four-two dub. You know, so I hope he can go through his case and come out soon like what is he even in jail for right now
1: violating probation i think he didn't tell somebody that he was moving and doing stuff and
0: uh, his po right i guess dang i guess you don't really know about the system i, I mean our brothers and sisters
1: i didn't i mean not I to put on, said, it.
0: last week you said he was one of your five favorite artists i thought you would care about his freedom
1: I mean, you know, if these niggas don't care about their freedom, then oh, I don't. You need to be his lawyer. The fuck? Like these niggas wanna like <laughs> all you gotta do is tell somebody some shit and like sometimes not talking about him, but some of these niggas they'll break the craziest rules. Like it's just like you're up and you're just not gonna check in and do what you gotta do. Like you better check in. But unlike, but you know, some people are like Meek Mill where people target them and try to get them in trouble for popping willy. So
0: I mean but, it's illegal. So but I mean
1: I don't know man like niggas they they get caught up in the system it makes it hard for them they go to jail for real dumb shit and or they get they be stuck in the streets and they get killed over real stupid shit so it's just you know a lot of unfortunate things happening to some of our young rap stars
0: True true Hey tomorrow's the NBA draft or maybe today is the NBA draft. Who <laughs> who knows when this comes out?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a crazy thing. That's another thing, too. Like, I don't know shit about that either.
0: Yeah, I know. You You don't really care about that time of year. I understand. I don't you know, know what's
1: going on. I think, I feel like,
0: am I wrong in saying this? Edu- correct me if I'm wrong. Are you at the point in your life where you don't have time to care about prospects? You want to know where the stars are? Am I wrong in saying that?
1: um you don't have time yeah. to watch
0: art uh athlete develop because you want to see the stars now
1: i mean i like watching Giannis develop uh, i always mention looney he was fun to see develop i like seeing people develop but i don't know it's just a weird time in the world for me i don't care about shit for some reason <laughs> i don't give a damn about college basketball i don't care about well, like that. i don't anymore.
0: think did you ever care about college basketball though
1: it was fun for some some years, but now it just sucks with like all this new one and done shit. And
0: one and done has been rocking since we were freshmen in college.
1: I just I don't know, man. Like that's what I'm saying. well, I, just- I, 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 I I can tell you this. I'm ready for a fucking football and fantasy to come back.
0: Oh yeah, I know that. But is it true to say that you care about fantasy football more than actual football? Like actual footballs just an ends to get to watch
1: your teams in fantasy football yeah but I still enjoy football season it's fun true true the whole Sunday weekly thing is fun but yeah I just and you're right like yeah if they're not stars in college I don't care about them until they get good like and I finally saw Chet Holmgren that nigga don't look like he's that tight to me (laughs) he's about to get body rocked and moved around but he's young, like y'all always like, always like to say. Whoa, you, you, give Dave, him ten he years. Like
0: to say he's a teenager.
1: Give him ten years. Wait, <laughs> wait ten years so he can be good. That's not, not ten
0: years; like three years.
1: Wait ten years, like Cam Reddish. Whoa, 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 wait a decade. Wait till Cam Reddish is thirty. Nah, Cam Reddish. It's he's going to be good. Wait till he's. He went 30. to New
0: York. They they geeked his career when they traded him to the Knicks. It's over for my brother.
1: Wait till he's thirty. I mean, Brandon Ingram is balling. So you know, what I mean, good for him. You guys. Y'all, found, y'all definitely got that one right. He's been, he's been balling, but y'all be telling me to wait till these NBA players is thirty years old. It's just like, man, man you're taking it too far. You and the me. nigga Jason Tatum didn't do all the shit that y'all said he's gonna do. What did I say he was gonna do? Just saying, all y'all niggas be raving about all these certain kind of NBA wrong. players. Niggas was I on was Paul, Paul George. Never.
0: I was the one that was saying that Kobe's best son is Kyrie Irving. It's not Devin Booker. It's not Jason Tatum. It's Kyrie.
1: I was. Uh, yeah, look at, look at that look weirdo.
0: <laughs> Did you see? He, well, I know you didn't see it, but he tweeted a picture of brother or a video clip of brother Muzon from The Wire. I think he thinks he's brother Muzon.
1: Who's, which one was that one?
0: He was the brother that looked like he was uh, in the nation of Islam and he was a sniper and read like newspapers and magazines. He was an intelligent killer.
1: Hmm. I almost thought about Prop Joe.
0: Oh, nah, he's one of the greatest wheelers and dealers of all time. You know
1: that. Dan, that episode always scared me when uh, Marlo killed Prop Joe.
0: Hey, man, he had to take him out. He was playing too many sides.
1: Told him to close his eyes. Yeah, he didn't want to see that. He cl- No, he told Prop Joe to close his eyes. Yeah, exactly. He
0: didn't want to see
1: that. He closed his eyes and took a deep breath. I was like, damn, this show is cold. <laughs> yeah, the wire used to be like chilling a lot. But, um, yeah, I don't care about Chet Holmgren. I don't even care about the other nigga, uh, the Jabari kid.
0: Jabari Smith Jr.
1: Isn't he 6'10"? I think that's cool.
0: Yeah, he's 6'10". I mean, they're all tall. Paolo's what, like 6'10"? Paolo Carroll 6'10". I think Chet Holmgren's like 7'1". So, hey, the top three picks are all big men. People were saying big men were going away. A big man just won back-to-back MVPs in uh, Jokic. The best player in the world is a big man and Giannis. So, hey, the big man is back.
1: Oh, Kevin Durant's not the best player in the world? Nah, it's Giannis. Dang. And Kyrie's going to the Lakers?
0: I don't know where he's going. He might go to back to Australia. I don't know.
1: Dang, he thinks he can really play 30 games and get a max contract. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe he can. Yeah, because he's
0: supposedly he's telling the Nets, like, hey, if you want to get rid of me, then Kevin Durant's going to want to leave. So you need to pay me if you want to keep KD.
1: They're probably like, nigga, we'll be fine without both of y'all, even though we want KD. Get your ass out of here. (laughs) Not about to get paid and come around whenever you want. Uh, Fucking burn sage on the court. Before we
0: go. You said say it again?
1: He said and fucking burn sage walking around the court. Clean up these goddamn ashes.
0: Before we go, is Steph Curry a top 10 player of all time, in your opinion? Uh,
1: remember, I'm a casual fan, so.
0: Yeah, hey, who cares about your entry? Who cares about sometimes I just want to hear what you think. It's cool to understand what a casual fan thinks because. You're not a person like me that's trapped in trying to respect the history. You
1: yeah, mean, I was about to say that. That's my problem. I'm starting to get tired of, like, everybody becoming top 10 and just overpassing so many other people. But uh, don't you have... You got Jerry West and Pistol Pete in there, don't you? Nah, nah. You got one of them in there. I heard you say it before.
0: Nah, Jerry West was in my top 20. Oh. Uh, not top 10.
1: Okay, well... Is Larry Bird in your top 10?
0: Yeah, but he's leaning on the outside. He might guess That's so. one thing
1: people gonna have to stop doing. People gonna have to stop disrespecting Lay Bird.
0: Hey, he was nice, but hey, his prime was short. Yeah, so. Um, Our fault is not. We didn't. Nobody told him to pave his mama's driveway. Driveway, yeah, geek. I heard his own he do that Who told you to do that, geek?
1: He's from Indiana. He couldn't <laughs> help
0: it. All right, so. Sit down. That's what you did. You wanted your prime to only be four or five years. All right. Sorry. That's crazy. What dude. do you want me to do when Steph is, can shoot from 40 feet and he's going to be balling like this for a decade? Right. Yeah, Steph,
1: Steph is top 10 to me. And how far away is him and Durant? Are they close or is Durant better than him?
0: Nah, this is my top 10 before we go. Number 10, Kobe. Oh, hold on now. This is my old one. See, I be changing my list all the time. I don't know what's the new one. Oh, Lord. Number 10, Wilt Chamberlain. Number nine, Larry Bird. Number eight, Kobe. No, Steve, uh, Steph. (laughs) Number seven, Kobe. Six, Duncan. Five, Magic. Four, Bill Russell. Three, Kareem. Two LeBron, one Michael Jordan. Hmm. It'll change,
1: but that's what I got is now for now. Yeah, I think um Will gonna have to get up out of there. Yeah, he will soon. Kareem. For Kevin Steven. Durant or maybe for Giannis. All right. Well, so yeah, I was wondering though, like we're talking all this top 10 all time. So Steph is in most people's top 10. Is Steph and Katie close or is KD Trending more towards the uh Carmela Anthony's in the T Max of the world.
0: Hell no, those guys are like in the 60s, <laughs> 70s.
1: of course. Yeah, yeah, definitely, like, literally, number wise. But, um, yeah, so I, it's uh, how close is Steph and KD to you?
0: This is my top 15. I just remixed it again. Number 15, Moses Malone, 14, Giannis. 13, KD, 12, Shaq, 11, Hakeem, 10, Wilt, 9, Larry Bird, 8, Steph, 7, Kobe, 6, Tim Duncan, 5, Magic, 4, Bill Russell, 3, Kareem, 2, Brown, 1, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. So based on that, Steph is in another dimension. KD can't see him unless he wins a title without his help, and even Giannis is on his ass.
1: Yeah, it's crazy how great KD is and has been, but he, yeah, he never, he didn't do it in OKC. He joined the Warriors. What do you think is missing from his game that doesn't allow him to, like, totally just take over shit?
0: I don't know. The quote-unquote killer instinct, maybe? Hope. I don't
1: yeah. know. Or maybe, you know, he didn't have – he never had the teams that Steph has had ever, though. Yeah, but he
0: had a team that wasn't as good as Steph's, but they were up 3-1 in the conference finals. If you're really that doggy dog, that killer, that assassin, you close that shit. How else did y'all niggas get the up 3-1?
1: It was a fluke. Was he doing weird shit, like scoring two points in the –
0: Yeah, like not being aggressive and going for the ball at the end of games. You know how Katie is. Sometimes he used to act like he could not get out of this guy's defensive stance. He, Oh, I can't get the ball. He's denying me. Oh, I don't know how to get the ball. I'm sorry, hey, man. Yeah, was, I don't know
1: how to get the ball.
0: <laughs> yeah, that other team, yeah, it was ugly. It was him and a lot of non-shooters. But, hey, they were up 3-1 playing bully ball. But eventually the Warriors made the adjustments and they neutralized KD. And we saw that again this year, too. Like, hey, that um, Celtics defense, they put KD and Kyrie in bondage. Giannis ate on them. Steph ate on them. Jimmy Butler ate on them. So how come Mr. Kyrie, most skilled ever, how come you couldn't do it? And then KD, people say you're the greatest scorer ever. How come they had you niggas in bondage?
1: So you think it has something to do with his killer instinct?
0: Maybe. Maybe. I think so, because he has all the physical tools. But maybe it's also his body, too, because he can get bothered by physicality because he's so skinny. You can't bother Giannis with physicality or LeBron or Jimmy Butler. Even Steph, he gets bothered when there's, like, little white guys running around with him. But he knows how, like, he was cooking Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year where? He was was
1: talking, are you talking about Della, Della
0: Yeah, he put him in the hospital, remember?
1: Oh, shit. No, Della Dova
0: was in the hospital for exhaustion. That's how hard he was working to bother Steph. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what Steph will do to people. We never heard about Michael Jordan or LeBron putting someone in the hospital. Steph did that. So we got to respect him, man. Steph is a top 10 player of all time.
1: Is, does he have a killer instinct? Who, Steph? Yeah.
0: Yeah. We saw it in the finals when nobody else on his team in the first three, four games when his teammates were struggling to, you know, produce. He was saying, get on my back. I got you.
1: Does he want to murder people and rip their throats out? And
0: Yeah. And he wants to put them to sleep. You see him sleep. Tell yeah, him to be quiet.
1: KD is he seems like he's more humble than that. And I think with KD and Kyrie, like basketball, it's just a game and stuff, you know.
0: I mean, I think it's just a game of Steph, too. But I think he really takes it serious to the point where he wants to win. Not saying that they don't take it serious, because obviously they do. You see how much time they dedicate to their craft to become that skilled and that great. But, hey, Steph, I think he has the desire to prove people wrong. Because, you know, that bullshit of him never winning finals MVP, Because Iguodala got the 2015 Finals MVP based on a narrative and not actual production. And then, of course, KD comes, and KD becomes the best player on the team. They go back to back. But, hey, Steph is the engine. He won two MVPs before KD was his teammate. They won 73 games. That's an NBA record. He won a scoring title before KD was his teammate. And then he won a scoring title when KD left. So that's why I think Steph has reached that upper echelon in NBA histories because he's the only person with a 50, 40, 90 scoring title. He got a scoring title again last year. Greatest shooter ever. And we just saw him win a championship with Andrew Wiggins as his second best player. You got to give him his props.
1: He's yeah, he, he's on another level.
0: Yeah, he's the man.
1: Damn, KD, man. And I used to think that KD was going to be, like, the Jordan of this shit. Yeah, I he
0: could have been if he had that mental.
1: I used to look at, like, LeBron and, like, Carmelo, their era as, like, the magic and bird because they're a little bit older. And then I thought, like, we were always paying attention to, like, Melo and LeBron, and I thought KD was going to be the one that's going to really, like, be the man over LeBron. But, nah,
0: now, is right. the little beige brother that was also born in the same hospital as LeBron, that Akron hospital.
1: And the kid who went to Davidson. Yeah,
0: he Virginia, went to Davidson.
1: Virginia Tech didn't even want him.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: shout out to Dell, him and his
0: mom. They went to Virginia Tech. They tried to holler, VCU tried to holler at Steph. He wasn't interested. He wanted to go to school in North Carolina. I think Virginia Tech did offer him. He just, He's from North Carolina. He wanted to go to school over there. Come on and raise up. Take your shirt off.
1: Twist yeah. it around your head. Spin it like a
0: helicopter. I mean, you know that uh, he tried to walk on at Duke, allegedly, but he didn't make it. And then when he started balling at Davidson, Shashevsky tried to holler, but he said, fuck him. So
1: said, we'll just get your brother.
0: Yeah, Seth went there. He joined the gang.
1: And, I'm, and shout out to, to Seth for... Even though we like his brother kept him in the league for like in the beginning because he kept getting out of there, he definitely worked his way up and he's a very solid player these days.
0: Yeah, he's one of the best shooters in the in the league. He's following me, the bloodline.
1: Makes me really happy to see. I hope Giannis's brothers can somehow do that, but it's, I don't know. It's looking kind of di- different.
0: At least they, I hope they're getting royalties off that Disney movie.
1: Yeah, I think they will. You're going to watch
0: that Disney movie?
1: No, I almost wish I was young because I would watch it if I was young.
0: Did you ever watch Thunderstruck by Kevin, the Kevin Durant movie that no. he did straight to DVD?
1: Nah. And I never seen Uncle Drew either.
0: Yeah, me neither.
1: I seen Double Teen about the white girl twins on Disney.
0: Oh, of course. Who you? didn't see that? Was that the youngin' that was doing the Cupid shuffle at the end of the game?
1: I have no idea.
0: Yeah, some youngin' was trying to do some ugly crossover like.
1: And I saw the Luck of the Irish. I think he was hooping on that, too.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, Luck of the Irish. Hey, speaking of Luck of the Irish, do you remember Celtic Pride? You remember that movie?
1: Is that the Waynes movie? Yeah. I thought that was called, like, The Sixth Man or something.
0: I think that was when they were in college. Oh, never mind. Celtic Pride is when they kidnapped uh, Damon Waynes. He's- What's the one
1: where their friend died?
0: Yeah, that's The Sixth Man. Wasn't The Sixth Man... Um, my man from a different world, Dwayne Wayne. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, he was. they were at Washington basketball. Yeah,
1: how come people never mention Jason Kidd's name when they talk about the best point guards?
0: Uh, what do you mean, like top five point guard? Yeah,
1: yeah, they never mention Jason Kidd
0: because he's not a top five point guard,
1: he's top 10. But I just feel like Jason Kidd doesn't get mentioned at all, like, he's forgotten about. Nah, he, he gets respect. He's a in the basketball player. world. And he took those horrible Nets teams to the finals.
0: Yeah, but that's because the Eastern Conference in the early 2000s were poo-poo. That's why people don't rate it as much.
1: And do you think because...
0: That was a good... That was a good uh, I was impressed by that. Like, when I was a kid, I used to think that Jason Kitts should have won an MVP one of those years for taking that mediocre team to the top of the East. But, hey... That East was shit, but hey, that's not his fault. I like Jason Kidd. He was on the cover of Live 0-3. He was one of the main players in the league for Aaron. He was definitely. Do you think, the do you
1: think it's because he wasn't like a like a score first guy and he didn't win a ring? Obviously, because I feel like people put Nash above Jason Kidd. Yeah, people put
0: Nash above Jason Kidd because Nash was a better shooter and he has two MVPs. And Jason Kidd did win a championship eventually with the Mavericks in 2011. But well, that's when he was, you know, well past his prime. He was still a productive player, but he wasn't in his prime. It's like when Gary Payton won with the Heat in 06.
1: Yeah, I actually be forgetting that that happened. He has hey, a ring. See? yeah. He, he has a ring. Do you think he'll say to you, like, nigga, don't, I got a ring. Don't mention me. Who? Gary Payton.
0: Oh, yeah, because when his son last, when his son, one last week, he was like, yeah, now we both have one.
1: Does Gabe Payton really have one? Yes. Did he play that, he play that much?
0: Yeah, he did. He actually, I think he even made a game-winning shot in one of he the did. games. He did. In the finals. He did. It was a runner. It was ugly, but it went in.
1: I think it banked in.
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying. It was ugly, but it went in.
1: So those cool. kind of rings count too, right? Even yeah. If you, like, don't what do you play?
0: He said those rings count. Jawan
1: Howard has a ring, right? Yeah. Yeah, does his ring count?
0: Yeah, it counts. He was on the team, man. What are you trying to do? You're trying to play those uh, millennial hot take things and make it seem like people didn't contribute to a championship because you don't like their production? What are you trying to prove?
1: And Alonzo Mourning has a ring too, right? Yes, he was on
0: the team. And Antoine Walker and Jason Williams, yes.
1: Damn, Jason Williams got a ring.
0: Yeah, he was on the team.
1: There's a few uh, NFL players that are like this too. I just can't think of them right now.
0: Yeah, because NFL is over fifty guys on the team. I understand. What do you think? Uh, what do you think Gary Payton averaged in the finals with the uh, Heat when they won? Um, zero point
1: nine points, like one point one uh, assists, like zero point six steals.
0: Two point seven points, two rebounds, two assists um, in twenty-two so. minutes
1: no steals Point four steals
0: he had six steals in the series so he averaged one steal a game
1: hmm that's what's up
0: he was still gloving
1: dang Gabe payton got himself a ring
0: yeah he's an nba champion
1: carl malone tried with the lakers <laughs> punk that nigga tried yeah get you. i think they brought dennis robin to the lakers once
0: yeah, that, that was like in 98 99 season. That didn't work out. He also played for the Mavericks that year, too, I believe.
1: And did Patrick Ewing ever get on like a fake uh, almost championship team? I it mean, seems like he it seems like nobody gave him a chance. That nigga had to go to Orlando. Big two finals with the Knicks
0: in 94 and 99. And then when he left, he was like in uh, o- uh, Orlando and Seattle. Cooked. Damn.
1: Damn, He, didn't he went to
0: this. two states that don't pay state income tax. I know what he was doing, trying to save that money.
1: Oh, Washington got state income tax too? No. Oh, I thought I always think of Florida and Texas.
0: Now it's Florida, Texas, Washington, Nevada, and I forgot the other one. I think Delaware is one of them too. <clears throat> Whoa. You got to give people an incentive to live over there
1: i mean that oh yeah i mean i know about that now i think they don't tax nothing like even the stores and shit (laughs) i mean i drove through wilmington and shit but yeah delaware that's to me that's just philly and maryland shout out
0: delaware state university i got a lot of lovely ladies over there great times (laughs) at that
1: campus yeah shout out y'all and eastern shore i'll be trying to find stuff to do
0: (laughs) hey man there ain't nothing to do (laughs) in eastern
1: shore or Delaware State. Yeah, they used to drive down to Norfolk. Ooh, up, they up, probably drove road. everywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, you have to.
1: Delaware, Eastern Shore. So, for so where'd you put KD at again?
0: Uh, Like number 13, 14. Yeah, number 13.
1: Damn, he doesn't have the killer instinct, even though he's the best scorer of all time.
0: He's not the best scorer of all time. Michael Jeffrey Jordan is the best scorer of all time. When you get 10 scoring titles, you let me know when you're the
1: greatest. Yeah, and Michael just told some kids uh, before he hopped in his yellow Lambo truck that, no, you can't get a picture.
0: Yeah, yeah, no.
1: I think they were too crazy about it. Yeah, they were geeked,
0: and they were looking for LaMelo Ball. Like, look at where they were. They're stalkers. Get out of here. Why y'all at my facility?
1: If they would have just been, like, gave him a head nod. I would have just, like, Michael's, like, the nigga, like, how I saw when I saw AI. Like, I didn't even say a I didn't say a word to AI. I
0: think AI would have been
1: cool. I was too scared. I was just like, man, if AI disses me, I'm going to be.
0: Yeah, I I feel you. I would be sick because even in my phone right now, one of my screensavers inside my phone is AI, sophomore year at Georgetown, wearing the silver joint with the Kente on the side and the 11s because, you know, that's my childhood. My first basketball was a Georgetown basketball. So when I look at that picture, I think about my childhood, and it brings back good memories. So I feel you, yeah. If Allen Iverson like tried to shit on me, I would be sick.
1: Yeah, I didn't say a word to AI. Let him walk. Right I think past he would me. be nice. He seems like a cool guy. I didn't <laughs> say a word to AI. Let him walk right past me. I didn't say a word to Maya. I, I was around, yeah, I'm I was not around her a few times. Yeah, I'm not losing to her. I'm I bad. didn't say nothing.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't
1: even. I just looked at. I just looked at the beauty and. Regina Hall, I said a little something, something, but she was kind of like Maya in person. Like, don't say nothing to them. Yeah. Was Brandy cool? Yeah, Brandy was just like, def- like she was like a down the street girl. Like, you know what I mean? She was cool as fuck. Like, very down to earth. I got like a way more respect for Brandy after I like met her. She was so cool. Like, so personable, so approachable.
0: Why don't you tell the people what Illuminati things you were doing to be around these
1: people? Oh, there's no Illuminati things. It's just a uh, very... uh. Um, well-respected well-renowned uh queen named miss uh lynn taylor um she was a producer for bet she used to produce bobby jones gospel amongst uh, a few other shows and um sometimes throughout the summer hopefully this summer as well i work some of her events you know i mean i help out in different ways and she had an event that she would run called the emancipation fest before covid and um i forgot what the park is called in dc but um I went to two Emancipation Fests. So every year, I would like, my level would get up, my access would get up, which was pretty dope. But, um, and um, she had uh, like Brandy there, Regina Hall, Maya, Lil' Cease, Faith, Dougie Fresh, you know, a lot of, you know, legends. Hey, hey, yeah, artists. Oh yeah, I didn't say nothing to Dougie Fresh. Why not? Cause he was kind of talking to somebody and sometimes like people, like, they'll see, like, you're there. They'll, like, look at you and say something. He, like, didn't look at me. And I just felt like he got on shades and shit. This nigga might be kind of mean. He was kind of tall, too. And I was just thinking, like, man, I don't know. I don't feel like getting dissed by Dougie Fresh. He doesn't seem like he wants to, like, talk to people who he doesn't have to talk to. So I'm just not going to say nothing to him.
0: And yeah, you didn't want to get carried by the human beatbox?
1: Hell no, especially the little the Dougie move that he does. I do not want to get carried um... by that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw, I didn't say a word to Faith either. I was scared of Faith because she was kind of hood at the joint. She was cussing and shit. I mean,
0: I mean, I saw how she was moving. She was cheating on Stevie J recently. I'll leave her
1: alone too. Wow, she was there with Stevie J. Yeah, she,
0: God bless him.
1: I let Stevie J and her walk right past me. I saw a little Cease. I immediately said, Cease, like Cease. I knew Cease was going, you know I me. Mean? I know he was going to Hey, you know he's down to earth? Yeah, I know he's going to keep a gunner. That nigga, you know what I'm saying? I took a picture of him, the person, messed my picture up. Cease was like, no, yeah, no, nah, man, we got to do that again, man. I ain't going to do that to you, baby. I got you, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's yes, Real Cease, the legend. Cease Leo De Janeiro. Salute. Yeah, he's a real nigga. And you can tell, like, he he be in Brooklyn and he just, you know what I mean? You can tell he's tapped in with the people. Like, if I saw Memphis Bleed, word i'm saying but
0: did you ask him about that shampoo commercial
1: he did Mm, would i Mm, maybe but in a certain way so he doesn't feel like he has to stunt on me with how much money he made and shit true because he might get offended and be like nigga like i made this much like what you asking me that for type shit (laughs) but yeah if i saw michael jordan i would just give him a head i I would probably wouldn't say nothing if i saw lebron i would say what's up to lebron i feel like he would say it's
0: cool he'll he'll salute
1: if I saw Marshawn Lynch, I wouldn't say a word to him.
0: Uh, Shout out, Osei. He met Marshawn Lynch before at Tyson's. He said, yeah, he was definitely looking straight, not trying to talk to people. And Osei was like, hey, so, hey, what up, Marshawn? I'm a real African. And he, like, turned around and, like, pointed at him. Like, all right. Because, you know, he was saying that. What's up, Africans? So, shout out to
1: my Africans.
0: Yeah, so he was like, hey, Marshawn, what's good, man? I'm a real African. And he pointed at him. But yeah he didn't have
1: time only way i would ever like try to meet marshawn is somebody who knew him say hey marshawn meet this person other than that because marshawn one of them niggas that get mad that you like him because he's a football player and you like you don't <laughs> you don't care about my real life and shit yeah. you only like me because i play football like okay niggas i mean yeah that's all i know what do you want hey like damn i don't i'm sorry i don't didn't know you when you was in oakland like you know struggling i'm sorry man but I was a big fan of yours, like for years. Before. I mean,
0: you are the biggest Marshawn Lynch fan I've ever known.
1: Like I had a I had a beast mode, custom hat. Shout out to uh, you know, my friend at the time, Jen. She got me a custom. Not your friend anymore. Well, you know what I mean, by friend at the time. But yeah, Jen's always gonna be my. Yes, yeah, salute um, to Jen. She got me a custom Marshawn Lynch, new era, and she got beach, beast mode stitched on the back. Yeah, classic. You still got it, right? No, I don't know where it is. Oh, look at you! What a killer Two, clown. 2009, on. before he was on Seattle.
0: Yeah, he's still lost in Buffalo. Yeah, man. But hey, before we go, have you seen the reports of, you know, NCAA football
1: coming July 2023?
0: You excited?
1: No. Next Madden, summer. Madden has been pure ass. I feel like. The old NCAA football team, whoever was making it before they went away, is not going to be there. It's yeah, not they're not. There.
0: It's a new, But it's a new generation of uh, console, too. So the prime of the video game was PS2. So they have the PS5 now. So
1: And now since they have to pay players, they're going to make it whack like Madden. They're probably not going <laughs> to let you play a full season in high school. I just don't trust EA Sports. Well, you are not play a, a whole season in high school? Yeah, I want to play a whole damn 10-game uh, season plus the playoffs in high school. Why? What you mean? Why well, I want my player to have his whole life. Like, that's what I used to do. I would have, like, when I would do, like, the, my career, my nigga would play 10 high school games plus the playoffs and ball out in college. What you mean? But you didn't put them in the
0: NFL, so who cares what they do in high school?
1: But that's because... EA sports was weird you would be a high a four-time heisman trophy winner break all the records get to madden you wouldn't even have the same weight same haircut and you would be like trash like a 60 overall
0: oh no nah, that never happened to me maybe that was on like the ps3 and xbox 360 shit
1: yeah they would never it would never translate
0: interesting so you think it's gonna be ads
1: I just don't have high expectations. I'm not um, setting myself up like that.
0: But well, why do you? Why are you concerned with Madden? Because in the past, NCAA football and Madden always had different developers. That's why the gameplay and the buttons were different. Like with uh, on the other hand, uh, NBA Live and March Madness, you could tell they were the same studio because it was the same controls, and that's why. In comparison, like the franchise mode for NBA Live and March Madness were pooky shit. But the franchise modes for uh, Madden and NCAA football were always the best. They were the deepest.
1: And that's what I mean, though. I don't think, I think that because the developers of NCAA from back in the days, that team's probably all broken up. I just don't trust it. Like, they were good at what they did with that game, and they're not here. They were
0: great, man. There was times it was NSA football was better than Madden. Like, that was like that
1: for years, since like Madden 08. Since like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Post, yeah. But I'm talking about uh, probably even in the glory days. Like, I look at the prime of Madden for it to be uh, Madden, you could say Madden 03 to 08. And the prime of NSA football was like NSA 04. Or probably the same NCAA 03 when Joey Harrington was on the cover to 08.
1: Yeah, when Joey Harrington got on there, it was another level.
0: Yeah, but after, yeah, after Madden 08, NCAA football was definitely better. Because that's when Madden got really weird on the 360 and all that PS3. But I think it's going to be pretty good because they know that this is a market that people have wanted for years. If it is the same developer, I think even on Next Gen, the developers for Madden, they've changed their gameplay. They've been teasing the new Madden for a while because, you know, it comes out in August. So they've been promoting that, talking about all the changes they have. I hope say football is going to be tight. Uh, certain things I like to see is it would, it would be cool if they had like a feature to like give players NILs Do you think that in terms of playing the game that you'll care more about the franchise mode or the my player mode, if you will, because you were talking about, you know, you want to play high school games. That's obviously a my player thing. So do you think that that'll be your focus more than franchise mode?
1: Well, what I do is I play like. Two, I play like three Uh, my player modes. I really learn like the controls and shit by doing that. I do that in 2K too. Like I'll play mainly superstar mode. Then eventually when it comes to um, NCAA, I always play the franchise because I like to be like, and I always start off as like an offensive coordinator. I'll play like with a school for like four or five years, be tight, get a head coaching job. I'll go to a small school like University of Louisiana, Monroe, be really tight for like four or five years, then i'll move my shit to um big division or i might just want to be a big dog and go to a tight school so i do both in ncaa because i like to recruit i like to build teams i like to make freshman receivers that aren't that good at receiving but are 98 speed and make them start as a freshman and then by the time they're a senior they are like one of the best niggas out there true i do both when it comes to ncaa and i always have like a running back uh wide receiver and a quarterback in my superstar modes
0: true and i think based on how college sports works that college sports have the best you know space for franchise modes because of you always have to constantly recruit Mm -hmm. your players can last a max of four years so that transitional period always has to play a part in your head It definitely makes it more fun. And like you said, being able to be at a small program and build it up, then you can go to another school, build it up, and then you can start a rivalry with your old school. There's so many jiggy things you could do in college sports. So I hope it's fire. I'll get a PS5 next year just for NCAA football.
1: And you can ball out with a quarterback, and then he's about to leave next year. Then you might have like a nice – stacked team with a whack quarterback i've had that before like my quarterback i mean he wasn't whack because i was playing with him but he wasn't he wasn't that good but my receivers were nice my running backs were nice my safeties and shit were nice and you know what i'm saying so that shit's fun too like winning with like a mediocre quarterback
0: yeah did did you ever care to play uh the ncaa basketball games
1: um i i liked them but not like when I when I was in high school, basketball was out of there for me because I was so into football. So yeah. like those years of like oh six to like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, I wasn't into basketball that much.
0: True,
1: but That's I fun. missed out. I missed out by not playing NCAA basketball March Madness.
0: Cause growing up, I used to get them both, but like I said, I realized that. Madden and NCAA football were so much better than live and March Madness. So it was like, eh, the franchise mode wasn't even close. But College Hoops 2K8, that shit was fire. The franchise mode, and that was crazy. So that joint was tight. But if you notice, a lot of the talk is about NCAA football coming back. There's no talk about NCAA basketball. And that's because historically, those games didn't sell well. Like College Hoops 2K, the last one came out 2007. The last college uh, basketball game EA Sports made came out our freshman year of college with NCAA 10 in 2009. And the last NCAA football came out 2013 with NCAA football 14, but that was because of the lawsuits, not because of low sales. So I think maybe college basketball isn't going to come back for a while unless, you know, the demand. I think 2K has to do it because 2K already has a chokehold in the NBA. They might as well take over college basketball too.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just know Madden needs to lose that license. Fuck those guys are oh, you not buying madden this year i don't know they're not tricking me with that bullshit and i don't have a new uh, xbox i shit. might get a new xbox though shit i might as well but yeah
0: why not i mean hey
1: but yeah nah but I might are they, they still unavailable in stores or are they
0: more accessible now
1: they're more accessible you, if you want one you can get one
0: i feel like the ps5 is still hidden though but the xbox is i've i have heard that the xbox is you can you can get that shit
1: I might get a PlayStation. I might come back home.
0: True. When was the last time you had a PlayStation? What, the two? Yeah. True. I might come back home. Well, if you find it, let me know. Because even the homie in our uh, fantasy football chat, one of the brothers asked him if he was still hustling those, and he said, nah, you retired.
1: Hey, man, he got his work
0: off.
1: He, He got his work off.
0: Yeah, I think it was too stressful. He's like, all right, I'm good now. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. Chopper Soup Convos, we out. What's your plans for the weekend? You going out of town again anytime soon? You got an event, to DJ that you want people to know about what's good?
1: Not this weekend. Fourth uh, of July weekend, which is, I think, in two weeks, I'm going to be doing, like, this fun-sounding pool party, so I'm excited about that. Nice. Where the twerk is at? Where the twerk is at? Where the twerk is at? Boy, are you gonna play that off top? I mean, I don't know if that's a real song, but that's the vibe.
0: Oh, you was, oh, okay. That's what you wanna do.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do.
0: Well, hey, you might catch me at that pool party, man. Cause like I said, I'm hitting the dance floor this summer. I'll... Hey
1: man, we need Travis Porter, a new like Travis Porter group to be out. I don't know what's like <laughs> What? We need like some niggas that are dedicated to just making girls twerk, like knee gang twins. And...
0: Yeah, that would be nice. Because, you know,
1: Sway, Sway Lee, just he wants to be like this Michael Jackson artist. In a relationship, man.
0: man. Yeah, I don't have time for that. Yeah. Well, I got to give props to Drake once again before we go that, hey, 14 songs, only five songs on the album have cussing. He was really trying to make this album more accessible for people. And he, like you said earlier, House music isn't always about have is it's not about having the deepest lyrics and all that because it's more about the groove, the melodies and harmonies. But Drake was getting his shit off lyrically on this project.
1: Yeah, he, it's really about being hurt from a relationship. And yeah, and that's and that, what this
0: album is. And who's and the dancing king of it off. Who's the like, king of heartbreak, Drake? So yeah, he's telling people to boogie the pain away. Yeah, basically. Yeah, the album's fire, man. I'm about to
1: get. Yeah, you. I don't believe that bullshit. I just can't wait to see it in like two weeks. This nigga is really acting like he likes house music this much. This I do, crazy. man. Hey, you don't know everything about me. You're not supposed to. This is crazy. He likes house music. Hey, like I said, that album is fire. I know you want to sound cool. But Dan. I and know Dan. it's. You don't want to be a yeah. Money Bag Yo nigga. Like, you want to. I never kill. liked Money Bag Yo. You know that. You want I the never ladies. like never
0: Little Baby. You know that.
1: You want the ladies to think you're like well rounded and, and eclectic and stuff. And, you know, oh, like, man. you're like a hipster yourself, too. So you don't want to be like a, a stuck like basically like only liking trap music to you is like niggas who were like wearing lrg in 2013 but you know
0: like, me i don't really like trap music i just like future
1: that's like you like, you like peewee long yeah
0: like one mixtape the blue m M&M, m that was like eight years ago
1: you like scooter
0: yeah like eight years ago that's what i'm saying that that's all gone r.i.p bankroll fresh like that's gone The only one that lasted is Future for me. Pablo Juan's in jail. What do you want me to do? Migos aren't a group anymore. Gucci is a husband and a father. Jeezy's a husband and a father. Future's all i got.
1: And Jeezy dances in the grocery store.
0: Nothing wrong with that. You got to express yourself,
1: Jeezy. Not in the the grocery store, bro. Yeah,
0: why not? Sometimes you got to dance for new lettuce. You
1: got to be excited.
0: for the salad you about to whip in the kitchen.
1: Dance for almond milk.
0: Yeah, come on, man. He probably got some new cereal he wants to try out. A new granola blend. But hey man, you catch me on the dance floor this summer. You can't spell dance without Dan. I am the Lord of the Dance. But hey, watch out. Jamal got anything to
1: say before we dip? You're not the Lord of the Dance. I am.
0: Nah, hey. Your name is Jay. You can't move.
1: My name's not Jay, it's Jamal. Yeah, yeah.
0: What is the first letter? Jay. You got no rhythm. I got no rhythm. I'm the din of the dance. You I'm can't the- nobody can compete with me on the dance floor.
1: You're right. I know a few.
0: Yeah, whatever. They don't <coughs> exist. They're duppies.
1: Yeah, whatever Mr. International.
0: Chopper Suit Convos. We out. catch me on the dance floor. You're getting cooked.
1: Hey.